0: We connect the dots using social media posts, satellite images, and public records, and empower others to do the same by sharing how we do it. The ability to do so is only made possible by our readers, supporters, and community members. Care to join us? Learn how at Bellingcat.com. The FT. Welcome to FT Analysis. I'm Esther Bintliff, a digital editor at the Financial Times. Secession is a topic on many people's minds at present, with just over a week to go until Scotland votes on whether to stay in the UK. But another European country is facing its own political tension, Spain. Just as its economy is starting to pick up, the country is being forced to confront a different threat, as one of its most important regions, Catalonia, renews its calls for independence. This story is by Tobias Buck, our Madrid Bureau Chief. Luis Bayos knows perfectly well that Berga, a small town in the foothills of the Catalan Pyrenees, is still part of Spain. It just doesn't feel that way, not to him and not to the vast majority of the 17,000 people who live there. Madrid, says Mr Bayos, is as strange and distant to him as Paris or London. When he leaves Catalonia to visit other parts of the country, it seems like crossing a national frontier. We tell each other, I have to go to Spain tomorrow, he says. In Berga itself, symbols of Spanish sovereignty are hard to find. Even the town hall does not fly a Spanish flag. Instead, councillors voted to display the Estelada, the banner of the Catalan independence movement, which now hangs from a third-floor window. The same flag flutters from almost every building in town, except the local church and police station. A surgeon in the local hospital Mr Bios is proud of his town's reputation as a bastion of the Catalan independence movement. Over the past five years, he has worked tirelessly for the cause, devoting at least three hours every day to the Catalan National Assembly, the influential grassroots organisation that has led the campaign for independence. I have nothing against Spaniards, he says, but I want them as neighbours, not as landlords. Like many of his friends, Mr. Bayus believes Catalonia is finally moving closer to a historic break with Spain. Inspired by Scotland's landmark vote next week, the Catalan government has called for its own independence referendum, albeit non-binding, on November the ninth. Madrid insists that the planned vote is illegal and says it will do all it can to stop it. But Catalan activists like Mr. Bayus vow to press ahead, even if that means defying Spain's government parliament and constitutional court. With political tensions rising by the day, the period between now and November 9th promises to be tumultuous. Most analysts believe the vote will ultimately have to be called off, though few dare to predict what other outlet Catalans will find for their discontent. One way or the other, Spain appears to be heading towards a searing political crisis, just as the country's long-suffering economy is starting to pick up. Some analysts worry that financial markets may come to view the simmering tensions as cause for concern. Why is everyone still so calm about this? I think it is because markets are not good at assessing political risk, says Luis Garricano, a professor of economy at the London School of Economics. They usually dismiss it until they see it, and then they react suddenly and extremely, he adds. The Catalan challenge has long ceased to be a national matter. Alarmed by the prospect of political instability in Spain, European leaders such as Angela Merkel have waded into the debate in recent months, siding openly with Prime Minister Mariano Rajoy and against Catalan independence. It is not hard to see why the prospect of Catalan secession, distant as it may appear, is so alarming to Spain. Catalonia accounts for 16% of Spain's population, and almost a fifth of the economy. Losing the region would deprive the country of an economic powerhouse and a vital source of tax revenue, Catalonia is home to many of Spain's largest corporations and best research institutions. Its capital, Barcelona, ranks as one of the world's great cities, drawing in almost twice as many tourists as Madrid. No fewer than five of the 11 players that won Spain the World Cup in 2010 are Catalan. Scotland's contribution to the UK in terms of people and economic output is far smaller. But there is another crucial difference. Even if Scotland says yes to independence... There is little danger that Wales or Northern Ireland will follow down the secessionist road. In the case of Spain, there is no such guarantee. The Catalan referendum campaign has already triggered calls for a similar plebiscite in the Basque country, traditionally the main focus of secessionist tensions in Spain. What is more, hardcore Catalan separatists have never made a secret of their ambition to eventually recreate the greater Catalonia of medieval times by drawing the Balearic Islands and the Valencia region away from Spain. Fanciful as such scenarios seem for the moment, fears of a domino effect are taken seriously in both Madrid and Barcelona. Britain goes on being Britain even without Scotland. Spain without Catalonia is a totally different case, says Luis Bassets, a Barcelona-based writer and columnist for the El Pais Daily. This helps explain the strength of Madrid's refusal to even entertain the idea of a referendum. For a country that has spent centuries shedding vast chunks of its territory... Losing Catalonia is simply unthinkable. The deepest, darkest fear of policymakers in Madrid is encapsulated in a blunt warning by Alberto Ruiz-Gallardón, Spain's justice minister. Catalan independence, he has said, would simply put an end to Spain. In Madrid, the surge in separatist sentiment is usually blamed on the recent economic crisis. Advisers to Mr. Rajoy see the clamor for independence as a byproduct of economic frustration and predict that it will weaken once Spain's nascent recovery gains strength. Another culprit is found in Catalonia's education system and parts of the regional media, which critics say have bred resentment of Spain, along with a sense of victimhood. All this has created a mentality where the next logical step is independence, says Francesc de Carreras, a professor of constitutional law at the University of Barcelona and a prominent opponent of secession. In Catalonia, meanwhile, Activists counter that the region has always seen itself as a nation apart, with its own language, history and culture. They describe a long process of frustration with Spain, culminating in a landmark 2010 ruling by the country's constitutional court to strike down a new statute setting out the relationship between Catalonia and Spain. The statute, which would have further bolstered Catalan autonomy, had previously won approval both in the Spanish and Catalan parliament and was backed by a popular referendum in the region. For many Catalans, the statute offered the last chance to find a political accommodation within the Spanish realm. When it was struck down by a court dominated by conservative appointees, they saw independence as the only path left. Part of Catalan society trusted the Spanish state and thought we would be treated correctly, but that confidence has now disappeared. Catalans feel their good faith and their hopes were betrayed by Madrid, says Oriol Junqueras the leader of the pro-independence Esquerra Republicana party. Amid this swirl of competing narratives, grievances, fears and aspirations, no one is feeling the political heat more than Artur Mas, the president of Catalonia. A relatively recent convert to the cause of independence, he says he is committed to holding a referendum in November, but he has also made clear that he will only go through with the vote if it is legal. That is a potentially critical caveat because the Constitutional Court is widely expected to rule in the coming months that an independence referendum, even if it is non-binding, cannot go ahead. Mr Junqueras insists the vote must be held, and points out that his party's political alliance with Mr Mas and the ruling Convergencia y Unió party hinges on the promise of a referendum. There is one fundamental demand in Catalonia, and that is to vote, Mr Junqueras says. Officials close to Mr Mas so he may not be able to satisfy that demand. To defy the ruling of Spain's highest court would almost certainly provoke harsh countermeasures from Madrid and possibly split his own party. An illegal referendum would also very likely be boycotted by large sections of the Catalan population, ensuring a low turnout. Most analysts believe that Mr Mas will instead opt for early regional elections, with a view to turning the vote into a quasi-referendum on independence. The regional leader himself insists that one way or the other, Catalans will have to vote on their future. In a democracy, you cannot stop the democratic reaction of a country or society, says Mr Mass. A new, strongly pro-independence Catalan parliament could then be moved to issue a unilateral declaration of independence. But an early election could also mark the end of Mr Mass's career in politics. Polls predict that the ERC would emerge as the strongest party, with Mr Junqueras as Catalan leader. In Madrid, these dilemmas are viewed with quiet satisfaction. Officials in the Spanish capital have long believed that the Catalan independence movement will ultimately radicalise and split. With the Spanish government refusing to budge one millimetre, moderate nationalists may eventually decide that they have no appetite for unilateral moves, let alone acts of civil disobedience against the Spanish state. A critical test of the movement's endurance will come on September 11th, Catalonia's National Day, when the pro-independence movement will once again rally hundreds of thousands of supporters on the streets of Barcelona. Organisers say enthusiasm is as high as ever. Yet any sign that the turnout is lower than in previous years will be seized upon by Madrid as evidence that its hard line is starting to pay dividends. Even if a head-on clash can be averted in the months ahead, Catalonia will continue to cry out for a new political settlement. Analysts agree that the recent economic crisis has played a role in bolstering the case of the separatists, if only by highlighting the perceived unfairness of the Catalan tax transfers to the rest of the country. But in a conflict marked by identity and deep emotions, more growth and jobs are no panacea. Catalan towns such as Berger have already mentally seceded from the rest of the country, and no amount of legal pressure or economic incentives will entice them back. Professor Galicano warns that the biggest danger for Spain and Catalonia lies in the fact that both sides are living in different realities. In Catalonia, people believe they will vote and that independence is possible, he says. In Madrid, there is a consensus that this is absurd. That divergence provides fertile ground for escalation and miscalculation, he adds. Conflict takes place when two parties have a different view of reality and when both sides think they can win. For the moment... Despite the solemn promises and high expectations, it is hard to chart a clear course that would lead towards the Catalan referendum, let alone to the formation of a breakaway state. Yet hoping that separatist pressures will simply subside, as many in Spain's government seem to do, appears just as fanciful. We will try and try and try, just as we have always tried, says Mr. Junqueras. We will not get tired. For more downloads, go to ft.com.